Hello, and welcome to the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur podcast. I am your host, Carla Snow. And I am your co-host, Cam Snow. And today we are going to dive into a really pretty epic topic uh, because it hits on a pretty massive pain point for me. I don't know if this is something that you have experienced, but the question that has come up is, if only I had someone (laughs) to just take what's in my head and freaking get it out to the masses because... I have a freaking powerful message and I have an impact beyond what I can even see. Yeah. What the hell? Yes. What could be like, if I could only just do that, then think of how I could impact people. Think of how my business could grow, how much more money I could be making, how many more clients I could be working with, all of the things, all of the things. So we're talking about, um, you know, this is a topic that has come up with, a lot like of recovering Christian entrepreneurs that I've been talking to. I've been having a lot of conversations with people in our Facebook community, um, which you can join at bit.ly slash recovering entrepreneur group. It's a recovering Christian entrepreneur Facebook group. I'll have conversations with people in there and pretty much the most, the one top, top three to five topics that always comes up is like, Hey, what's a challenge for you in your personal life or your business life? And it's like shocking more clients. How do I get more clients more consistently? And honestly, it kind of tends to show up as both of those. What's the problem? Getting clients or consistency. And usually they're married together like that. How do I do that? Um, Which brings up the topic of drum roll. Oh, that's actually probably loud. Content creation. And actually creating content for your business. Um, It is like the Achilles heel of so many entrepreneurs and a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with creating content for your business. So we thought we would... Who do you mean? Yes. um, This has been a pain point for me as well. However, I am a, well, not naturally gifted writer, but... Yes. Yeah, I'm a naturally gifted writer and I've honed my writing skill set. So for me, writing is just like, your jam. It's it's my oxygen for me. And I'm a copywriter by trade, generated over 10 million just from my copy for clients. So like it's something that has worked for me. Um, that does not mean that I have not struggled massively with the idea of content creation. However, we thought we'd bounce around some thoughts with Carla because Carla is actually in the middle of launching her own brand. And we have co-created within business for a couple of years um, coached within each other's programs. And, um, she has this one-on-one coaching offer thing that we've been massaging and working with. And recently, um, this is going to be a great episode. We're going to be talking about your story. Yeah. Recently, Carla was like, all right, it's time. Let's go. So can you share with us and share with our audience, like, what the journey has been um, pre-Evelyn and then the Evelyn gap, right, on social media and the decision that you've made in the past 30 days. Yeah, I'll try to be. As it relates to content creation. Yeah. So 
For so long, I could only write and create content if I was pretending to write the post so that Cam could take it and make it better. And time after time, I would get so frustrated because there would be no changes made. And I'm like, but it's not perfect. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't say everything that I possibly could uh, say, like what I wanted to convey. And other times he would definitely like edit it, sure. And then with Evelyn um, came along and I decided to take some time away from social media, kind of take a, take a step back, but still be present. And it was always it was just... Kind of, it was kind of like a decision that like almost felt like it was made for you because you're like I've got this child that needs me I'm stepping into motherhood for the first time like we're moving we're moving across the country like, yeah I don't even have time to create content or think about my business I just need to like figure this out and just take some time yeah from this yeah so it was very sporadic no plan just whatever I could do uh, and then after Shiloh was born, I, or after I got pregnant with Shiloh. Which it, was two weeks after we moved to Nashville. Yes. Two weeks after Our we moved. Our daughter was eight week, 10 weeks old when we got mm -hmm. pregnant. Fun fact. Story for another time. Yep. Story for another time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. So at first I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a break while I handle being pregnant, horribly sick with hyperemesis and yeah. have a little one as well. And then it turned into an entire year. Yeah. Well, and you weren't even planning on taking that long because at first it was, let me just like take a break while I figure out. First um, trimester. No, even before the pregnancy, oh. like figuring out how to be a mom. And once we get settled in Nashville after a move, I'll get back on. We even ran yeah. an event together and then you found out you were pregnant like two days after the event. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like, okay, well, maybe I'm not stepping back in. Let me figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. So at first it was like, oh, just for the first trimester while I'm super sick, I'm going to recover. Yeah. And then I had the hyperemesis that does not end after 16 weeks. Yeah. Um. So then it was just like one thing after another. And yeah. then eventually it was, I was gone for a year or not yeah. gone. I was off social, media. off social media for a year. Yeah. And so many people yeah definitely people noticed there was quite a few people that were like oh it must have felt so good to step away from social media and started hearing a lot of this like and I knew it was a pain point for a lot of people a, a kind of sore spot if you will of content creation and seeing it as like the big bad wolf yeah. um and for me I literally was telling Cam like if I'm gonna come back into social media. I want everything I produce to have an insane amount of value. Otherwise, why the hell am I showing up? I yeah. could be with my two little babies. I could do so many other things. And then at the same time, like I have a responsibility and a insane yearning to open up my business again to receive more one-on-one -on -one clients yeah. because there are there are women out there that are begging praying whatever to have their prayers answered and I am part of the answer 
And so it's time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this whole process of content creation touches on a deeper nerve for people. Um, Cause there's, there's multi-layered uh, issues that come up. Yeah. And um, one of those, and this is why we've called the show, the recovering Christian entrepreneur money marketing and your, your message. message, because content creation is creating content that is sharing your message. I have never met an entrepreneur who um, was like, oh, you know what? My messaging is like completely dialed in. Everything is rocking. Like everybody's always thinking and trying to refine their messaging, but there is a threshold. There absolutely is a threshold that you can attain um, where it's like, I don't know what my message is. And then you know what it is. And you're like, yeah, actually, I'm pretty clear on what it is. How you present that is where the iteration comes from. So this process for you has touched on that deeper thing. And this is why it's also so important for us as recovering Christian entrepreneurs, because your message is inextricably linked with your calling, at least mm-hmm. parts of it, and at least it is for you. Yeah. Yeah. So what has happened for you uh, before we start talking about the logistics of like content and the pain points and stuff for you around that, what has happened for you since you've basically said yes to stepping back into your calling? Um, that's not the right way to frame it. Since you said yes to re- receiving what God has for you as it relates to your calling and said, okay, I'm ready now. What has unfolded for you around your message and like what it actually is? Put you on the spot. <laughs> Did not rehearse this. Nope. So I'm like, whoop. This is part of our process. Brain instantly went blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it involves talking about myself. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, Pain point number one. <laughs> um, well, I mean... it unleashed more passion and more urgency. Mm, Urgency. That's a good word. Yeah. For what you're experiencing. And so for so long, I was resisting saying yes, because I'm the type of person that like, once I commit, I'm going all in. Yeah. (laughs) And to a fault. To a fault. To a fault. Yeah. Uh, So many stories I can share about that. Yeah. Yeah. She knows when she says it out loud or she takes an action in that direction, she's like, ah, oh, crap, I got to do it now. Yeah. And then she does. So she's careful about her commitments. Yeah. To a full as well. <laughs> <laughs> and because as my message has gotten clearer, the urgency has gotten more intense. Hmm. To the point where I was on a call with someone and I was getting irritated because I could see so clearly what was tripping this person up. And I just wanted to reach through the phone or Zoom, technically, reach through the call and hug this person and be like, there is, there's an easier way. Mm. You can have freedom. You can walk through life. You can 
have a conversation with someone about what's going on for you and not immediately trace it back to trauma from parents Mm. or sexual trauma Yeah, or have freedom from that. And for so long, I used to operate from the, from the position when I was younger or not even that long ago of freedom is in order to have freedom, you've got to let go of Mm. what happened. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it was like, no, I can't because I don't want to find myself in that position again. Oh man. Yeah. And so by stepping in to my message, I'm also acknowledging where the responsibility that I have in restricting my own freedom. Wow. Saying yes and stepping in and finding clarity of my own message is a path of taking ownership of where I have allowed the things that have happened to me Mm. to prevent me from experiencing freedom. Yeah, man, it's deep. And it's like that tension that you felt, that tension that every entrepreneur who has a calling, which I do believe is all of us, um, which brings in your beliefs about God and who is like, you cannot, I don't think you can have a calling without a caller. There's somebody who has that calling on your life. So obviously I think that's God and Jesus. Um, But it brings up, this is like the core of like who you are as a person and as an individual and as an entrepreneur. Um, And you said something that I think a lot of people can relate to, which is I have this person in front of me and I can just see all the issues. How, how do I move them? How do I actually get them to see it for themselves? What is it like to feel that, that, what is that feeling? What is that um, experience that you're having when it's like, I feel like I know exactly what this person needs and I am so clear on the impact of my work, but I feel like I don't know how to put it into words. Yeah. Um, if you're a mother, this will be a super obvious analogy. Mm-hmm. It's a split second before something happens to your kid when you just know. When you just like have a knowing that like, oh, they're going to go fall. And that feeling of like, I better get there in time mm. is a very similar feeling. Wow. And urgency. yeah, urgency for someone who's not a mother. It is a, if you're, if you've been in sports and you know, you just got to kick it up a notch to surpass the other person, whether it's a run or um serve the ball a certain way it's the so the nuances within the feeling of a movement or an action mm-hmm. that you know will serve them in the way that is needed mm-hmm. and so I forgot your question well I, where you're going with this is like it's like i feel like i can see the path that this person needs to go on because i've walked that path mm-hmm. i can see the obstacles right in front of them i know what they need to do but when it comes to 
putting that out to the masses and creating the content around it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like putting that in front of someone so that they can make those decisions. Like there's that wall, that frustration of, I feel like I keep trying, but it's just not resonating. So maybe this is that point in the conversation where we kind of transition and talk about that struggle, the struggle around like content creation, because I think that when you're in the internet marketing space or in the coaching consulting space, um, you have an awareness of content creation. It can be something that's kind of trivialized, right? Where it's like, I just need to create content, use chat GPT, use AI, use these tools, just create content. And we kind of can sometimes miss the depth of what is actually happening here. Well, yes. And for me, I am in the, I'm more in the overreaction Mm. to the lack of depth. Oh, man. So I get stuck in the, if I can't fully go deep, what's the point? Yeah. So it's like the overreaction to the lack of depth. Yeah. And that right there is part of the issue that we're like trying to solve all the time, which is like, I know I can create content. You know, you can create content. Um, That's not an issue, but it's like, can I access the level of depth that I'm actually looking for and put it into a format that is consumable for this person that's actually where they're going to feel that level of depth and it's going to move them because I, you know, from experience, I know from experience that you can't move people on the surface. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a, uh, a buoy right out in the Harbor. That's like anchored to the ocean floor. And you go over and you push the buoy. It's not going to do anything. It's tethered. It just keeps moving. If you're going to move that thing, you got to get down under the water to the, to the depths of it and start moving that thing. And that's actually like, when you're describing this, that's actually the issue. Yeah. It's like, how do I, if I'm going to, if I'm going to speak, then it had better be of something that is of such substantial value and depth that it actually moves to somebody. Yes. 100%. Yes. And so like, you're actually taking a stand in a lot of ways. And I love this um, against content for content's sake. Yeah. Just create content for your business. Just like go and write a hundred posts, go batch create all this stuff versus like, no, I'm going to go deep and I'm going to create something that is substantial enough that it actually, that content alone, someone could read or watch that video and be like, whoa, I can't even, I don't even necessarily know how to describe it, but I felt something, something yeah. has shifted. And the thought that just came to me um, when we were saying this is like, sometimes it can feel really heavy, especially if you're someone like me, who's gone through a lot, yeah. uh, and can't mention this. Um, so for this entire month, or I guess this is a new month, but, um, I have challenged myself to go live every day yeah. and Instagram on Instagram. Yeah. I'm primarily on Instagram. And with this whole idea of like providing value with each live and something that I've kind of felt is there are days where I'm like, this is, this feels heavy. Mm. And then it was like, oh, it's because I've lost myself in the 
emotion of the past rather than remembering who I am in the present. And (laughs) (laughs) that's deep. And so I pick a lighter topic because just because it's a lighter topic doesn't mean I can go to a greater level of depth. Mm. Depth is not synonymous with heavy. I want to emphasize that. Depth Mm. is not synonymous with heavy. So when, because I know that there are times where Cam is like, share your story, your message, all this stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, I don't think people are prepared. It can be really heavy for people. It can be very heavy for people. Uh, Definitely have had quite a response when I was, you know, in my teens and would share things and see people's reactions. So I have like literal examples of when me sharing who I am or sharing things of my story, Mm -hmm. literally people walked away. Like I've I've actually had experiences of that when I was in high school and I'm just not remembering them right now of like, and so that's why, like when I show up, it, it's like, I'm kind of like gridlocked. It's not because the content is hard in the moment. It's also, it's actually because of the times when I have spoke up mm-hmm. and either been shut down mm-hmm. or have experienced secondary trauma from yeah. discussing my primary trauma. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's a common question we get because for those who need some context, like my main emphasis and why we're even talking about this as a marketer is that I help people tell their story. And so we're kind of just like bouncing around this topic as well um, because it has been a process for me and for us and how we coach people to go from like, you know, don't make it heavy, go deep. In fact, that just came up in this conversation. I've never thought about it that way, that heaviness and depth are totally different concepts. Um, but you bring up a really powerful point, and this plays into the struggle of content creation. When you are an entrepreneur who is committed to depth, and you know that, and you know you're committed to depth because the work that you do is important. And if you do a deep work, you need deep content because otherwise people aren't prepared for your work. Um, there is a very common thing that comes up of like, well, what about how people are going to react? And what you just said summarized it perfectly. Like I've experienced secondary trauma from talking about my primary trauma. Do I have to talk about my primary trauma? Um, and the answer is always, no, of course not. You never actually have to talk to uh, talk about your primary trauma unless God is calling you to do so. In which case there are ways to talk about it that go deep and are not heavy. That's kind of the nuance of like the work that we do is moving through those things so that you can do it in a way that's deep, but not heavy. Because there are those associations that you have with people. And like, I've had that too. Both of us have gotten some really interesting text messages or phone calls from things that we've posted or said online um, from people who matter to us. And it's brought up some, at first, uncomfortable conversations. Some of them have moved the relationship farther away and some of them have moved relationships closer. It's just kind of a a part of the process that you have to be okay with. Is your calling worth it is essentially the question. There's uh, something percolating in there. When when I think of calling and I was like, am I worth it? Because like when you are creating content for your potential client, 
you think that you're you're creating content to help them make a commitment to themselves, but they can't make a commitment to themselves until you make a commitment to yourself. So when you are saying like the calling, I immediately retranslated it and was like, am I going to acknowledge my own worth and my own power? Mm, Am I going that I have a calling and am I going to love myself Mm. to that depth? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's a deep topic too. There is so much healing and everything kind of wrapped into that. And that can just, that Mm -hmm. you can, you might even feel like you're already in the weeds (laughs) with (laughs) what we talked about. Yeah. And so I am really excited. Yeah. Because Cam has said yes to that commitment. Yeah. That, you know, that's a great way to turn it back on me, honestly, um, in a healthy, good way. Um, (laughs) Because there was, um, you know, we're having this conversation around your brand. And, you know, luckily, you're married to me and, you know, I'm a content expert. So you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to start talking about this stuff. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And um, what is, what did we start doing that caused you to say you need to do this for other people? I. Windstorm outside. Windstorm. If you heard that, you probably didn't, but. Probably didn't hear it because our mic is really good, but. Our fireplace back here reacts sometimes. When the wind freaks us out. Yeah. Uh, What was your question? My question was, um, we started working together on basically extracting your message and your story and all that stuff. And what was it that we started doing that caused you to tell me, okay, this is really valuable for me. You need to do this for other people. (laughs) I have so many like conversations with you where I'm like, I don't remember what I said because it was not me talking. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was, but I was the vessel. Um, can you prompt me? Yeah. And you want me to say it differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we started extracting your story and your message and you told me like, okay, this is just what I want you to do for me. I just want you to help me with this thing. Um, and what I perceive that thing to be is I want you to help me just like take the things out of my head yes. and put it into a calendar. That's my perception. So I'm asking like, what is that? What is your actual experience that you were asking for my help on? And what is it you were asking for? You help unlock the floodgates of that, that sounded like a tree breaking. Yep, possibly. Okay, we gotta wrap this up because we might lose power. Okay, so your gift of being able to just unlock and like all of a sudden I'm just speaking and I'm just going and going and going and I'm like I didn't even realize I knew all of these things. What I experience is like. a level of being seen that used to freak me out. Mm. Because you're able to see where 
I have locked up my passions. You may not realize that's what you're doing, but essentially you are taking that door that you have, that I or other people have locked because they're afraid that that door is the pathway to seeing the ugly dark stuff. When in reality, you're kind of going over there and unlocking the right door that is actually full of light and release and freedom and power. Oh, man. And you are able to help not only extract it, but like it's the expert's curse of like, for me, it doesn't seem that crazy yeah like you were also able to give it a level of context yeah to be able to put it out to the masses Mm. and so yeah I was like if you could just like have a call with me or like just talk it through Mm -hmm. where it's like using your story banking process to extract all of these things out and then Mm whether you write it or I write it, that part isn't exactly as important because like once it's out, it's kind of easy to, it kind of like writes itself once you have a framework, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a whole thing right there. Like from a marketing perspective, what I discovered at some point is that like, it's very rare and it does exist, but it is rare for people who say that I'm not a good writer to actually not be a good writer. Yeah. It's actually usually just that they've never been taught how to access what's in here. And I think it was Ernest Hemingway um, or maybe Herman Melville, some American author, who said that his writing process was very simple. He's like, yeah, it's really easy. I just open up the page and I bleed. That's what I do. And... It was like, all right, that's that's it right there. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with bleeding because they think they'll bleed out. And yet, there's a lot of power in that. And there's a process. And I think this is also where people get freaked out. And it's where I've gotten freaked out. And I've made this mistake in the past of like just pouring out your heart and connecting with people and finding it difficult to position yourself and your offer as a solution and actually making sales. And that's where that's, that's a, a a struggle for sure. That's been a struggle of mine. Um, I spent a lot of time just sharing my stories and not letting people pay me. Especially in um, recovering Christian entrepreneur circles where like, Oh my gosh, to commit to yourself, to be selfish. Yeah. X nay that. Well, and then presenting yourself as a solution instead of, you know, if you feel like your work even remotely touches the spiritual, you know, like my taking a role that's meant for a pastor. Um, or and then of course there's the whole concept around just receiving money, which is loaded with all kinds of things. And that is that deserves its own standalone episode i mean we did a little bit of an episode but um if you hadn't i think it was like episode two or three where i got super triggered about money and then we talked about it from that perspective 
Um, and so now maybe we can do an episode where we like actually we talk through it um, as opposed to just working through a trigger. But um, yeah, that's a yeah big thing is like you helped by you kind of flipping out on the other side by you knowing your message and you being willing to show up. You helped me see that. Um, you helped me see by, I just like told you. And then I was like, I didn't even yeah. realize I knew this Yeah. of like, yeah. Before you can ask someone else to commit to making a change and you being the solution, you've got to commit to yourself. Man, I feel that right now. And I feel like your process with content that there is an element of that because when you dive in to understanding your message, oh your marketing and your message, like there is a level of commitment to yourself. Yeah, you're right. There's everyone always says like, oh, you're making a commitment to yourself by putting down money. And it's like, yes, obviously, but, and mm -hmm. a greater commitment. When you step out, when you are stepping out each and every day as an entrepreneur, when you have your business, as you know, especially with a team, when there's people that rely on you to, in terms of yeah. putting food on the table, like there is a level of commitment that you must make to yourself yeah. and see yourself for who you truly are. And I feel like you help through at the marketing and message is actually seen so that rather than me hiding because I'm afraid of what people will see, yeah. you illuminate what people see, <laughs> which frees uh, me up from the story Yeah, yeah. that people are going to see yeah. something that will hurt them. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. I, I think the thing that went through my mind as you were saying that is, is, uh, as you know, this is also coming in the context in our previous episode, we talked about like, I've been really struggling with like this sales page around this offer that kind of came from this conversation yeah. um, around this and um, like accepting that this is a way for me to serve. And the thought that went through my head that I thought was kind of interesting, it amused me, was um, hearing you talk. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess what I do is special. I guess what I do is unique. And there's that, there's a narrative around that of like, has the, has God actually given me a gift? And is that gift actually worth giving? Is that gift worth giving? And that is a whole topic because when you don't give your gift, all you do is feel your, your resentment. That's what happens. And I have been down that path. Um, I think that was a primary contributing factor to my porn addiction when that was an act when that was active um, of just like suppressing and suppressing and suppressing myself so that it was never actually giving my gift. And it just built up just mountains of resentment. I was coming against everything and porn was the only way that I was escaping that. Yeah. So opportunity mm -hmm. to give part of your gift. Mm -hmm. What is this offer you are alluding to <laughs> that I am the first sign up? Yeah. Actually, I might be the second sign up. Yeah, yeah. Because there's other people. Yeah. Um, I love that we can talk about this stuff in the context of like the recovering Christian entrepreneur, because like my hope and the goal and like what I really want to give people is the real raw look at 
how all of these things come together and faith and business just collide with one another in the process of offer creation. Um, and so like what it is that I've created and built out and what honestly this conversation is actually helping me see now I can go and like think through this with my writing is that there are certain processes that I do for people with people that are very unique that bring up these stories. So it's called the story bank. And um, very simply, it is you bring me your stories. I help you take them to the bank and get paid. And um, it's the way that we're structured, that I'm structuring this. I am structuring this. We is a disassociative term. The way that I am structuring this is giving people the opportunity to do um, like these hot seats where I'm going to go really deep um, with people, one person, um, maybe one or two per like call. And I'm equipping people with the process for how they can follow along. Because the reality is the questions that I'm asking you, you're going to do a hot seat question that I'm asking you um, is following an emotional thread. And I can build your entire sales campaign off of that emotional thread if you're ready to tell all of those stories. So there's sometimes we come up with these stories and we're like, yeah, not really. And those questions that I'm asking you based off of that emotion are going to be the same stories, same questions that I ask somebody else. And so it's very easy for somebody to follow along and be like, do this process for themselves while I'm doing it with, with you. <laughs> I, I was like, how do I phrase this? I've watched you do this so many times. And so like, we talk about this so casually. Yeah. But like basically what Cam is saying is on a call, he's going to ask you questions. You're going to answer thinking la di da da He's just asking me questions. <laughs> and at the end, you have a sales page. Yeah, sales campaign. Yeah, Sales campaign. A launch. A launch. Whatever it is that you're working on you technically. Know, but like. All sorts of stuff. But yeah, like. You have, all the, you have all the elements necessary for your social media, your emails. It could be on your sales page. Um, your launch sequences, um, the things that you need, the content that you need to make money, you can put it on your website. Um, That's damn sexy. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I received it. <laughs> um, and to, uh, or we're going to start landing this plane um, <laughs> because I want to offer something else. I want to offer something for you guys as well, which is we've talked a couple times on this podcast and in the community about the living room. And sometimes what you need is not a structured coaching program. Sometimes what you not, sometimes you don't need me doing this extraction process. Sometimes what you need is a laid back theology lounge combined with business mastermind. And that is the living room. Sometimes what you need is just the freedom to just not feel like there's a specific way that you need to show up, but just to be yourself and just be like, I don't know, man, this is what's going on. Because that is how we extracted something very, very powerful for Carla, which is that we're always, and this is, you can resonate with this. We're always trying to find like, like how can I explain what I do in as short, as few words as possible? And what came up for Carla in this conversation, we were just casually chatting was I help people relax in the middle of extreme pain because that's what I've done my entire life. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, babe, that is what you do with your clients. You're helping people relax when it, when their body feels like it's under attack. 
because you're doing an offer that feels exposing or you're doing a, a live stream or you're doing your marketing, you're doing these things in your business that's making you feel exposed. You help people learn how to relax and flow in the middle of that because that's that's your story. And we uncovered that and suddenly the stories and the content get so much easier. Yeah. So if you're in the process of figuring that piece out, um, you know, of course you can check out the story bank that's, you know, going to be available at some point. Um, as I'm building this out and I'm March following my 14th. calling March 14th is when it's coming out. Sorry, we have a date, but, uh, if you're not ready for that, the living room is something that we do for free. It is something that we do with our community. If you are in the recovering Christian entrepreneurs, Facebook group, you have to be in that group to get access to this, but it's a laid back environment to just show up and just talk about Jesus and religion and belief systems and your offer and your marketing and your sales and where those things intersect. And we just talk about it. And sometimes that's just what you need, like, because you don't need to heal your faith in isolation and you don't need to celebrate your success in silence. And that's what the recovering Christian entrepreneur is all about. So make sure you join that group bit.ly slash recovering entrepreneur group. We do the living room at least monthly. We might do it more often, um, depending on how this thing goes. And make sure you are following Carla on Instagram. Get more of her message. And that is Carla Thena, Carla Thena on Instagram. And I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cameron.snow. Links are below. Thanks for tuning into this one. This one was a lot of fun. Um, I hope you found it valuable. We're trying to balance and go deep on some more faith-centric topics, on some more mindset-centric topics, as well as some more practical business topics and how yeah. all those things connect to calling and faith and your relationship with God. So until next time, this is the Recovering <laughs> Christian Entrepreneur Show. <laughs> that is way too fun for me to say. All right, guys, we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye.